This is the Demand Excellence Podcast with Jonathan Guess, head football coach of Eagles Landing Christian Academy on the south side of Atlanta. Coach Guess is the author of the book, Demand Excellence, on and off the field. And he is the creator and founder of the website, redeemthegame.com. The goal of the Demand Excellence Podcast is to encourage, equip, and entertain Christian leaders and coaches across the world. Today on the podcast, I have Christian Zimber. I coached Christian Zimber, and he graduated back in 2014. And when he graduated, he first of all, Christian comes from a, a godly family. His mom and dad are good, godly people. They were diligent to keep him in church, diligent to keep him in youth ministry, diligent to find people to mentor him uh, in Christ. But when he graduated, it's not like he was on fire for the Lord. You know, I wouldn't have said, hey, he's one of our... Uh, Christian leaders. I got a lot of football players and everybody thinks because we're at a Christian school, they're all Christians. Well, they're not. And, you know, Christian's one of those guys. He was kind of mischievous. I didn't know where he stood with the Lord, actually. And then recently, man, he has just been reaching out to me a little bit um, about Christ. And, and then, you know, you can look at his Twitter and see he's on fire for the Lord. <clears throat> and it was just so encouraging And so I was like, you know what? Really, my only goal with this podcast is is to just make Christ known. And I'm a football coach, so I end up interviewing football coaches and talking about football and all that kind of stuff. But my passion is Jesus Christ. And my passion is uh, to make Christ known and to glorify through my work. And and here's Christian. Uh, Man, he's on fire for the Lord. And he's listening to the podcast. And he's about to start his professional career in being uh, an investment banker. Man, what a pressure packed world that is and a performance driven world and I just thought it would be cool to have Christian on first of all I'm highly encouraged you know as football coaches or teachers uh, man we, we work with teenagers and we never see fruit most of the time we just don't I might see fruit on the football field like a kid that's not very good becomes good all right or I see kids get stronger in the weight room but I don't ever hardly see fruit from a Christian standpoint a little bit sometimes I do most of the time I don't but man to see the fruit when they leave us and they're growing in Christ is just so encouraging for me it's like okay I can keep on doing this I can keep on pouring to these kids because because half the time I feel like they're not listening to anything that I say but man Christian he's one of a few a bunch of guys actually that I've coached alumni that that are really becoming on fire for the Lord so have him on today it's great hope you enjoy it hope you listen to it And uh, Christian, thanks for being on, man. Wish you nothing but the best, and I am very proud of you. All right, everybody, I'm here with uh, Christian Zimmer. I coach Christian. I think he graduated in 2014. Uh, He played football for me for four years. Uh, Then he went to Kennesaw State, got his degree there. And now he's 24 years old. He is trying uh, his best to advance in his career. And most importantly, trying to live a life for the glory of Jesus Christ. And that's kind of why I wanted to have him on and talk to him. uh, Because, you know, I think my podcast, the goal is, I know coaches might listen to this, but the goal is that we're targeting 
you know, 22, 23, 24, 25 years old and helping them establish a firm foundation in Jesus Christ as they start their career. So, uh, Christian, if I said anything wrong, correct me and, and tell us exactly what you're doing right now, what's going on in your life. So um, I'm actually graduating in December. So I'm, I'm coming up on that. I'm, uh, I've got some applications out to some, uh, some different places for work. So I'm waiting to hear back on that. But um, so I'm, I'm graduating with a degree in finance. And um, right now I'm, uh, I'm a managing director at a, uh, we have a student manager investment fund. So um, I guess you could say that, that's kind of where I work right now. And so I manage a, a group of analysts, uh, nine or 10 of them and an associate director. So um, I'm in a leadership position there, and that's really been, um, you know, lately that's, that's, that's kind of become my, uh, my ministry in my mind um, there, serving those guys. So talk about, you know, all right, coming out of high school, you know, and then where you are now. Like, obviously, the thing that stands out with me, or with, about you with me, is your growth in Christ. And it's just evident that the Holy Spirit's working in you and you're passionate uh, to serve Christ, but talk about that process because uh, I don't remember you being that way in high school, and um, and then now you are. Talk about that for a little bit. Uh, yeah, you're you're very right about about how I was in high school. Um, yeah, I wasn't. Uh, I wouldn't know it sounds particularly a hellion or anything, but I, I certainly wasn't on fire for Christ, and uh, it, nothing really changed when I got to school either. Um, but I did have a good foundation, um, growing up, I was in a very godly home. Um, both my parents, uh, served at church and, uh, you know, my grandparents are, are very godly people. And so I, I had a really good foundation. I was weaponized, I guess you could say. Um, but, uh, I, even when I got to, to college, I wasn't, um, I wasn't very fired up for, uh, for the Lord or anything, but, um, I guess, uh, you know, in the past, in the past year or so, um, I've, I've been surrounded by a lot of guys that are, uh, they're real skeptical of, of Christianity and they're, they're really lost and, and broken. And I'm, I was supposed to be a leader to these guys and, um, j- just being around them and, and, and seeing the condition they're in, it's, it just kind of it, it convicted me, you know, and um, and I, I just realized that I, I, I'm supposed to be a uh, a bearer of the gospel to them, and um, so that's so you know pursuing that is uh, it really became um, became a, a motivation for me, and um, so that's that's where I'm at right now. So, all right, what's your major in college, and what do you hope to be doing five years from now? So I'm studying uh, finance, and uh, I hope to go work on the uh, on the research side at a um, at an investment fund. I'd, I'd like to go work for a for a fund manager. Um, and uh, so, so when you go into investment banking, you've got to do three or three to five years um, as an analyst, and that's kind of where you learn to trade, and that's where you learn the business, and 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 you you know you get your foundation built up. So at the end of five years, hopefully. Um, I'll be moving on from that and I'll, I'll, I'll be moving into an associate role. And so that's when you start, um, getting more responsibilities and, uh, with, with portfolio management and you're a little more client facing and, and that type of thing. So, uh, career wise, that's, that's where I, I, I believe I'll be in uh, five years. You know, 
think about that as you're starting your professional career. I was sitting here talking to some kids yesterday, you know, high school kids. It's uh, you're kind of talking to a wall. You know what I mean? Like a hundred percent. You know, and I was that wall at one point, so I completely get it. And I remember being at football practice, and it, you know how it goes. I mean, you know, your pulling guard runs right past right past the linebacker, and you stop the play, and you say, "Hey, man, why'd you run past the linebacker?" It's a lot. It's a rerun the play. What's he do? He does it at the same time. I mean, it's the same thing sitting in chapel. You sit there and you stare at the lights. Somebody tells you something, it goes right in one ear and out the other. So I, I've been there, and I know how it goes. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sitting there talking to him, and I'm telling him, you know, there's, there's Bible verse. I can't remember it. I don't have, you know, but I'm sitting here telling him. It, but at bottom line, it says, you know, the one who desires to get rich quick finds himself in a whole lot of trouble. But the but the one who is slow and diligent will, will find himself very successful. And that's just, yeah, I kind of flipped it around to make it modern day language here. But, you know, everybody wants to get rich quick. Everybody wants to go into investment banking at 24 years old and, and be rich right now. But like you just said, it's a process. You have to be an analyst for a while. First of all, you have to earn the right for people uh, to invest their money with you. Why should I invest my money with you? What do you know? What's your life experiences? You know, how do you know what you're doing? And so my point is, I think you have the right strategy because so many people come out of college and they want to make a hundred thousand dollars right now, you know, and most rich people that weren't given a lot of money by their parents that they started off making nothing and they had to work for every little thing they got. And that work and that toil and that straining is why they became successful. So are you prepared to do all things necessary uh, to, to learn what you need to learn? Oh, a hundred percent. And getting to that point was tough because as you know, and, and kind of, as you alluded to, I mean, we live in a real, uh, kind of a, an instant gratification, uh, culture and time. And, and I see this in my peers, they have the same mindset. They think they're going to come out and just, they're going to be Warren Buffett in two days, you know, but it, it, it is a, it is a, a grind and to get anywhere, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta learn to deal with the toil and the process and you gotta be disciplined. And you gotta, you gotta create good habits and you gotta get up and you gotta attack the day just like you're teaching your guys. And, um, you know, like you said, a little, you know, like you always told us, um, from Proverbs, a little, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands and poverty is going to come upon you like a robber. And it's absolutely, it's absolutely the truth. And, um, you know, I, I figured that out <laughs> like, you know, my second year of college, my first year was horrible. I, I absolutely had the mindset that I was going to come in, coast through and, and, you know, a million dollars was going to fall on my head. And I, I quickly learned that that wasn't, uh, it wasn't reality. So you, you, you know, you, you have to embrace the process. You got to embrace the grind and, um, it's, it, it takes some work. And everybody has their shortcomings. Everybody has their their struggles. And the, you know, I struggle with being organized. You, you know, you know, you coach me. You know, I'm very I'm very scatterbrained. Um, I, I forget things if, if you know if you don't write them down and put them right in front of my face. And so yeah, that's something I deal with every day. I think you know everybody's got got their little their little things that they struggle with, and they got to work on and be really diligent um, to to correct and and uh, get better at. So yeah, if you can. 
if you can learn to be patient and and uh, and and learn your shortcomings and and be really diligent and, and working on them, then I I think you'll be all right. Well, that's why I think like being a Christian. It, it, it's the foundation. It's the Holy Spirit inside of you leading and guiding you that allows you to be these things. So a few things that you said right there, you know, number one, um, being scatterbrained and all this kind of stuff. I don't think that's your, that's unique to you. I think we're all a little bit that way. So Proverbs three, five, and six is one of my, uh, one of, I mean, the whole Bible, I guess, could be one of our favorite Bible verses, but it's one of the things, it's one that really speaks to me because it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways, acknowledge God and he will make your path straight. And, and that's what you're talking. So I'm thinking about my mind that, that God would make the processes and the plans in my mind straight because I have all types of stupid ideas. My brain's going <laughs> low and right, you know, and God, like, teach me and instruct me the right way to go because, like, man, I just have, like, every – and I, it's that way in football, too. Like, I could draw up 7 billion plays to run. Uh, but at the end of the day, man, I'm teaching kids that can't run but probably three or four plays. And um, so, so what, what out of seven billion silly little thoughts that I have, can, can God show me what I need to be coaching my kids? And it's, and it's that way in uh, my life. Um, also, I journal my prayers and there's, you know, and I'm not somebody that's like writing out, like I'm writing my prayers. And there's one reason why that I write out my prayers because I'm scatterbrained. I, I cannot pray for more than 20 seconds without my brain thinking about something else. Um, so write, <laughs> Same here, man. Yeah. So I write it out and, um, and, and I can write. And when I write, I, fi- I find that my thoughts are very uh, focused and, um, and sincere and I don't lose my train of thought. And then the other thing um, man, every single morning, I'm not going to say every morning, but like during football season, um, four o'clock in the morning, I have to get up and you go to bed late, you get up early and it just is. I mean, if you're going to be successful, I mean, you got to get up early and you got to go to work and you got to work hard late nights, early mornings. It just is what it is. And you know, the alarm goes off and I'm not one of those people that says he's living the dream or this or that, dude, that alarm goes off. I want to destroy the alarm. Like, I don't want to wake up. I don't want to get up. So I don't jump up with a big smile on my face. Can't wait to go to work. But that verse, you know, and I just want to lay there, right? Another 10 minutes. But that verse pops into my head from uh, Proverbs uh, 24, I think it's 2433. Hold on, let me look right here. 2433, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest and Poverty will come upon you like a robber and want like an armed man. And that verse just, bam, in my mind. And then I'm like, get your sorry tail up, get to work, because there's no shortcuts. Like, it's, it's hard, and if you're going to be successful, you have to do those things. And so you're, you're saying all the right things, but bottom line is you're saying what Scripture says, which I think is, uh, which I think is really cool. Um, now, talk about this. You know, um, what is it like to try to be a Christian at, at Kennesaw State, to live out your life for the gospel, to shine as a light for Jesus Christ? How do you do that? You said the Lord convicted you of it. What does that look like for you? So, um, as you know, and, and for, for any, many kids that are listening to this at Elk, they, they might not have as good of a sense of this because they are in a good school where the, the teachers are principled, 
and they're teaching the truth and um you you know you they're they're giving you they're teaching you the right values but you know we're living in um uh, what what you call the the postmodern post uh, postmodernism era and it's it's an era that that says there's there's no universal morality um there there's no absolute truth and you know, morality is individualistic it's it's up to you to decide what's right and wrong and it's 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 really dangerous and and particularly at college um that that kind of ideal that um those ideals have really seeped into almost you know almost every subject and and almost every professor is pandering that and and it's 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 not a place with a whole lot of diversity of thought you know you you a lot of the kids are the same the the professors are all you know they all have the same um the same mindset same beliefs and so to be a, a, a Christian at, at college and 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 be a light, it's it can be tough. And if you if if you don't show up with some uh, with some tools under your belt, it's it's going to be a tough time. I mean, one of two things is going to happen. You're either going to get there. And let, before I say, let me preface. I mean, this is an extremely important time because this is really the first time in your life where you go off and. You, you get to work with whatever your worldviews are and you get to really work with the values that, 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 you know, your parents and your, your school and your teachers and your administrators and your friends, everybody's been putting into you. And you know, that's, that's a time where you're going to craft whatever your, your values are and work with your ideas. And that's, and after you graduate college, I mean, statistics show that that's kind of it, you know, whatever, whatever you figure out there is, is kind of how you're going to, that, that's going to be essentially what you believe the rest of your life. So if you don't, so back to what I'm saying, if you don't show up to college with some tools under your belt and, and, and you're not there ready to be a weapon, you're, you're going to get, you know, you're going to, you're going to drink the Kool-Aid and, and that's going to happen. But on the other hand, you could show up with some, with, with your values and with some, with some, with the appropriate knowledge and you can solidify those. You can work with them. And and you can be a weapon for the Lord if you're prepared. But you you know you gotta you gotta show up and you gotta know that to to be effective you're going to, have to be forged in fire. And um, so it 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 can be tough. It, it definitely can be tough. But like you were, you were saying to um, it, you know responding to to what Bo Beasley was asking you about. You know you don't have to show up to campus necessarily and and run up to every person and say hey. Uh, do you know Lord? Do you know the Lord Jesus uh, Christ to be to be your savior? Do you, do you want to learn about that? It it can you know it it you can be effective by just showing up and being different and and loving people. You know, love is is the highest ethic, and and it's a it's a pretty dark world. And you know, we know that the the heart of man is is really evil. And um, so, if you're if you're a contrast to that. People notice that, and and you know, you in, in in my case, just just deciding to live that way. I've I've actually had an opportunity or two uh, um, recently to where some of my most skeptical friends essentially, you know, think that religion and Christianity is a conspiracy theory. Um, you know, we'll get to talking about whatever you know, quantum physics or whatever, it, 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 but. They just, I, I think that they just, they can sense that something's different and it makes them curious. And when during that conversation, they, they kind of want to, you know, 
they want to know why I, I believe what I believe because there's a difference there. So if you if you can just go and be a light and, and be different, that's extremely effective. But you, you've got to uh, you've got to have a testimony. You've got to you got to work with your own walk so that when you know the, those questions are posed to you, you can you can respond. And um, so you know, that's, that's, I guess that's what I got to say about that. <laughs> no, it's a good answer. I mean. It's exactly right. I mean, you, you, the Lord calls us to shine as lights. And, and honestly, uh, to, to go and just proclaim Jesus is, is, can be offensive to people. And so I, I believe there's, there might be a time for that, and that would be the Holy Spirit showing you, hey, you know, go and preach the gospel right now. That would be a prompting of the Holy Spirit. But a lot of times it's just living the gospel, loving people, serving people, caring for people. And, and people seeing something different in your life. And that's the Holy Spirit living inside of you, right? Like if you think about the fruits of the Spirit, I like to think about the fruits of, of the Spirit all the time because I struggle because I think about the fruits of the Spirit and I, I see the lack of what fruit I have. But love, joy, peace, patience, self-control, gentleness, kindness, goodness. I think there's a words that we don't think about very often like gentleness, how we treat people. Um, and I've been convicted about that, how we talk about people, you know what I mean? Like not even somebody, you could be talking with your friend negatively about somebody else and that's not being gentle. All right. Goodness. Are we good to other people? Do we seek the benefit and welfare of other people, whether they're a Christian or not? And then kindness, are we kind to people all around us? And then as we do those things, uh, we, we shine as a light for Jesus Christ. And then, you know, people that have no hope, right? Because at the end of the day, if you're, if you're an atheist and you don't believe in anything, what hope do you have? What are you holding out for? Because it's just live and die. And Yeah, go to, the, go to the dirt, you know. What's the meaning in that? Yeah. And, and, but God, but God, believing in God and, and, and seeing him as the creator of all things or the sustainer of all things and some, and God who's going to redeem all things. Um, now I see that there's a purpose in everything in my life, whether it be sickness or, uh, trials or, um, uh, death, there is a purpose and Christ is working. God's working in our life. And then ultimately, our greatest hope, we have hope each and every day, no matter our circumstances, because we're going we're gonna to die and we're going to go to heaven. Death ushers us into heaven, and that's hope. And, and we live in a world where there is no hope. People just hoping, hey, what am I going to do Friday night? What am I going to do Saturday? What's my next vacation? Uh, what's my next job promotion? They're, they're seeking things that will never satisfy. And I think another thing as a Christian, because you're going to be in a money-driven world, is um, that your hope is in Christ and your hope isn't in money. It isn't in the next promotion. It isn't in the car that you drive. It isn't in the status that you, pers- that you are portraying, the, how much your house is or anything like that. You don't care about those things. Now, those things might be a byproduct of you working hard and working diligently, but those aren't why you exist. And so I think that's also... Um, I think the world is enslaved to this. And I think people want freedom from this chasing of status and the performance driven life. 
And I think they want freedom from it. And if they can see another man being happy and satisfied, but not needing those things, it's going to make them very, very curious. A hundred percent. And and I, I dealt with with that mindset and the stress that it put on me. Because like you said, I mean, it, being in finance, it, it's an extremely uh, money-driven, fast-paced highly highly competitive world and and you know there's all this pre- i've been dating my girlfriend for five years you know it, we'll be engaged soon and i gotta get married and I'm, I'm trying to find a job so i can support her and 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 not only that but i'm i'm, I'm trying to compete with all these really smart kids and so you know all that just stress is was just on me and and I, and then one day i just remembered a long time ago um, in high school, I used to meet with, uh, with Mark Hall, um, and he would kind of, we, we'd go through scripture and he mentored me a little bit. I remember one time he said to me, um, he was, he was talking about what, what ministry really is. And he said, ministry is, is taking whatever it is that you do, whatever it is that, that you have, the, the skills and the, and the blessings that the Lord's given you and, and put it at his feet and, and, and serving him with it. And so, you know, for me taking taking um um where he's where he's put me and elevated me um at the investment fund at school for instance like that you know that's my ministry it's, it's leading those it's leading those kids and, and being a light there and and um something that's been on my mind lately is uh is psalm 34 when he, and he talks about um you know how how he um he'll, he'll rescue you from your um he'll deliver you from your fears when you seek the lord and if you bless and we're to bless the Lord at all times. And, and it just talks about, you know, just delivering you from all that. And, and, and if you, if you can just, you know, lay down whatever it is at his feet and, and, and make it your ministry and give it to him and seek him and, and, and be righteous and, and, um, and, you know, and follow him in that and glorify him with it. Um, I, it'll bless you. And so a lot of those, you know, those blessings are going to be a byproduct and, you know, for whatever it is that you do, um, of, of glorifying him with your work, I believe. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, that's, that's, no, so um, just as you get into the professional world and, and the world tells you, Satan has this, Satan is the prince of the world and he, and he manipulates us into chasing the world, pursuing the world. And, and as we chase the world and the pursuit, we pursue the world, this, we live this stressed out life, like a performance driven life that never ends, never stops, never rests, never satisfies. And we become enslaved to it. And that's, you know, I always go back and think, cause we're all, we're all suspect of that. Me, me every day. You know, I got to win. I got to win because I want people to think I'm a good coach or this or that. <clears throat> I mean, we're enslaved to that. And to not admit that you are is, is a lie. And um, so, but I always think about this because God, you know, in Matthew 11, uh, verse 25, or starting in verse 25, he said, I thank you. For, uh, um, just hold on a second. Um, excuse me. Verse 29. I mean, 28. Come to me, although 
all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And it's what you said. You know, we can take what the gifts that God is doing in, uh, or God has given us or in our professions, and we, and we can give it to the world and we can serve the world, and it's going to devour us. Even if you become millionaire, it will devour you. Or you can take those gifts and talents, you can take your job and you can lay it down as an offering to God. God, this is yours. I'm going to work every single day with all of my might and everything I have because that honors and glorifies you. But this is yours and I'm going to boast in the Lord at all times. And I'm not going to worry and stress about my performance. I'm not going to worry and stress about my status in this world. The only thing that I'm going to worry about is my life, my job, my work, my family being an offering to you. And when we do that, we lay it down to God. It's that's when that happens. My yoke is easy and my burden is light because God doesn't put any expectations on you. He doesn't put any demands on you. He just says, go and glorify me and serve me and, and enjoy me. And, um, and then whatever that we get in our work, whatever success that we have, it's really not ours. It's God's. And we can trust him with it. All right. You have the last word. Ooh, the last word. This this kind of heavy. I don't know what uh, what kind of you know, like what kind of things are. Four <laughs> years old. You're 24 years old, and I'm 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 kind of interviewing you, talking with you, hopefully to encourage and and maybe challenge uh, other people your age, and who who knows, might be people my age. Uh, but then you got a younger brother, Evan Zimber who's at the Air Force prep mm-hmm. school right now, probably living a miserable life because the Air Force prep school is just... <laughs> and, you know, we end up trying to talk them out of quitting. Anybody that goes to prep, prep school, Citadel, Air Force, Navy... Yeah, I, feel like, I feel like it's a reoccurring theme at the uh, service academy. Yes, like, just, just stay the course, stay the course. But either way, man, like, you got people like that that are listening to you, and you have influence over... And uh, so, you know, what's your word of encouragement uh, for those guys, like the, the, the Christian Zimber that was 18 uh, years old, graduating high school, and now he's going to college, doesn't know right from left, but thinks he knows everything? Um, so I, I, was, I was actually uh, texting Evan the other day, you know, encouraging him and then telling him a lot of the same things that we've been talking about. And I guess... Um, I was going to have a last word. I, I would, I would respond to one of the last points we made, and I would just say, man, if you're, if if you're you're in that chase, or you just you know you're you're feeling that pressure, and 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 you're, you know you're you, you need to you need to lay it down and uh, and, and serve the Lord with, with whatever it is. Just, I mean, I do it, man. It's 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 extremely freeing, man. Taste and see. That the Lord's good, man, and um, and and he even and, and he even says in, in Malachi three, test me, right. test me, and um, so I, I would just encourage anybody who's, who's kind of in that spot, um, you know, uh, Bo Beasley at, at his school trying to reach those kids, um, Evan and Jonathan at the Air Force Academy, just feeling like, you know. 
job did them wrong or you know whatever it is that they're feeling um you know you know test him taste and see and uh and and find refuge in him and uh and, and lay it down and um let his blessings that he's given you uh be an offering that's exactly right man well hey i'm gonna pray for us and uh man love you i appreciate you and it's awesome to see you growing in Christ and uh, the challenges for you as anybody, me, you, is, is to uh, keep on growing in Christ, to, to know him more and more and um, and just uh, set ourselves up uh, that God can, t- can continue to work in and through us uh, as we grow older. So let's pray. Lord, we're coming for you today. I just want to praise and thank you for loving us. I praise and thank you, Lord, for Christian and all that you're doing in his life. Lord, it's so encouraging for me uh, to just see the fruit uh, that is now uh, bearing uh, in, in his life, Lord, that is coming forth. Um, and Lord, I just pray that, uh, Lord, as he graduates and he is soon to get engaged and, and be married and, Lord, starting as a professional Uh, in his career path. I just pray, Lord, that he would put um, all of that in your hands. And Lord, now that doesn't mean we don't work. It's not a let go and let God statement. It's a, it's a offering to God statement. My life is yours. uh, And, and Lord, we're going to serve you in all that we do uh, for your glory and your honor. And uh, Lord, and we just pray that uh, Christian would do that and he would just be a great leader and that you would continue to use him to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, Lord, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Thank you, Coach. I appreciate you having me on. I enjoy doing this, man. I appreciate the podcast. I listen to it a lot. And I uh, hope you continue to have success with it. And I hope hope some people get something out of it. And uh, I really appreciate your ministry, man. Yeah, man. Proud of you. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. I was blind, now I'm seeing in color. I was dead, now I'm living forever. I had failed, but you were my redeemer. I've been blessed beyond all measure. I was lost, now I'm found by the Father. I've been changed from a ruined treasure. I've been given a hope and a future. I've been blessed beyond all measure. I am
Oh, you are good too. 